0: this is your one-stop shop for all things deals discount and tips when it comes to buying pretty much anything really and happy valentine's day to you and yours uh how are you celebrating this thoroughly commercial made up day if you're struggling for a last minute gift or forgot to book a table we're going to talk about that a little bit later and in light of the king's recent diagnosis we'll discuss all things healthcare and what to do if a long-term illness was to befall you welcome to false economy Powered by Hot UK Deals, the UK's number one app for deals, discounts, and freebies. Really covering the full gamut of life on this week's <laughs> episode. So, as ever, it's me, Vic Slayton, consumer champion, shopaholic, and occasional stand-up comedian. And joining me, the dream team, it's Paul Watson and Charlotte Reddin, who wants to say hello back first. Hello!
1: Oh. I've beaten you to it.
0: Charlotte, you got in there. Love that. I thought I'd
1: try and win. Who would have thought she'd
2: be competitive? <laughs> <laughs> I'm bringing competitive spirit this week.
0: All right. Uh, Paul, are you feeling suitably intimidated by this?
2: Yeah, always. Always, <laughs> but no. Happy to be here. Just...
0: <laughs> We've got a remote record for this one because uh, you fed back privately you're a bit frightened of Charlotte and uh, <laughs> they
1: That's exactly him. what happened. So, I <laughs> mean, you you are pitting us against each other regularly. I mean, all of the the wrestling talk,
0: laying the I you know,
1: How how can
0: I go up against? Paul, the sex factory Watson. Paul, the sex factory. <laughs> Charlotte <laughs> likes things done the right way, Redding. What have we decided? Your incredibly glamorous uh, wrestler name was. Yeah. Yep. yeah So, have we had a good week?
1: Better than last week. Kind of a low bar when you know last week was all about the. The breakdown.
0: I know. Are you are you ready to talk about that now, Charlotte? You weren't really ready to laugh about it last week, but how are you feeling? I, do you know now? what?
1: I, I do feel ready to laugh about it now. Uh, my only regret is that I didn't manage to make it funnier when we did talk about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it wasn't funny at the time, and to effortlessly segue. Do you know what else is not funny? Cancer. So uh, I'm gonna
2: move on. <laughs> wow.
0: It was a really hard handbrake turn. Okay, <laughs> to get from the breakdown of the car to the breakdown of, of somebody's health. So obviously the uh, the king. Has announced that he has a uh, a cancer that he's not talked in great detail about, but it does bring to mind a conversation around how quickly he was diagnosed and how quickly he is getting treatment. So uh, we had a little sort of look into the costs of private health care, didn't we, Charlotte? What did we come up with?
1: The fact that it's it's not as expensive as you might think. Um, I suppose it's it's related a lot on to your your age. Age is, I'd say, the primary factor, and there's a lot of sort of bandings uh, in terms of what you're going to pay, uh, and, it, and it sort of scales up. So for for the average sort of 30 to 40-year-old, you're looking at about probably 30 to 40 uh, pounds in your 30s, and then up to 50 or 60 pounds in your 40s, and it scales up, and all the way, if you're you know trying to get private health care in your 60s, you're probably looking at about 120 pounds a month. Obviously, it depends on your pre-existing health conditions and things like that. But actually, based on how long it takes to get a GP appointment, if you're a youngish person, it might be worth it.
0: Yeah, because my it's my mum's going through some tests now at the moment and it is achingly slow from the doctor saying, oh, something's not all right here and we need to get it sorted. You'll get a letter. And as soon as we start talking about letters rather than calls or emails or something more immediate, you know that you're not in for a quick time. And I guess the the criticism, you know, it's it's been interesting to see that people have questioned how quickly he did get himself diagnosed. But private healthcare—that that is sort of what it's for.
2: And he probably knows some people as well, right? I mean, <laughs> so much of, of everything we do in this country, and probably the world, is if you know somebody you can get things done quicker. And that's true with the NHS too. If you work in the NHS, you will know someone you you can just ask to see if you could get pushed a little higher up the list, right? So imagine if you're the king of England there's probably people you can you can tap I think you up. are immediately top
0: it. of list, right? Mm. At that point. Yeah, it's an it's an interesting one though, because I think if he'd gone through the NHS and got seen quickly, people would have been pretty annoyed about that as well. So it was one of those situations where I don't think anything that happens within that diagnosis process would have been comforting to anybody, because it is probably the scariest time of your life and the idea that you can sort of pay to be at the front of the queue is awful, but arguably, you know, if people can afford to go private, it does take people off the NHS list that maybe means that the NHS patients that need it will be seen a bit quicker. It's it's a really interesting one. It's something that, like I said, I've started thinking about sort of on a personal level for my mum, like, is there something could I pay for her to go private? Could we sort of scrape the money together to get her seen a little bit quicker? And it does feel like if I could have taken out a policy or if we could have taken out a policy like a year or so ago I probably would have done it it's the same as breakdown cover isn't it this is just physical breakdown cover
2: isn't it that once someone has a pre-existing condition it becomes really difficult doesn't it so it's this thing of like as soon as you realize this is something maybe you wish you had it's too late in that way I think isn't it because once once someone has been diagnosed with something It's really hard to get any kind of cover on that. Some people are sort of uninsurable in that way.
0: And in terms of even things like travel insurance as well, as soon as you've got an illness that could complicate treatment abroad, it is just an absolute nightmare from there to get things sorted out for you. But it is something you can get with jobs as well, which is interesting.
1: It's a bonus that a lot of jobs are doing now.
0: And even if it's sort of for a little supplementary amount of money, it's just something I think... What we do like to talk about is sort of cautionary tales from things that have happened to us. And I just think it is something worth considering because it's not just getting ill as well. Like critical illness cover is between 10 and about £65 a month as well. And that is in the event that you get ill and you can't work, it pays you out a guaranteed income usually of around sort of £2,000 for the duration of your illness. Because I think one thing that the sort of breakdown of the car taught us is that we cannot afford... (laughs) any kind of financial setback at the moment. And I think that's a situation that a lot of people are finding themselves in with the cost of living crisis. And it's, can you afford not to have these things? Because just on a kind of basic level, I'm trying to get a dentist appointment at the moment. Now, I let COVID be my excuse for not going and I think it's going to be to my financial detriment. But you can't even get an appointment for private. It's bonkers. I've been Googling like mad, trying to find a dentist that doesn't look murdery or that I will be intimidated <laughs> or frightened by because uh, I am very sadly a coward and uh, right. as a result I need somebody to like collect me from reception the last time I I I, I had a hiatus from going to the dentist and the last time I had to literally take my mum oh, like to sit in the with
2: so me. I, I didn't go to the dentist for nearly a decade because it was expensive I didn't really want to know what was wrong with my teeth and I just I just as you say cowardly just waited it out
0: the longer you leave it the more you're going to be told you're worried you're going to be told oh you should have come a year ago and now we're right. going to remove all of your teeth it's the shame that's it
2: so when, when I did go NHS there were like a couple of little things I needed done like little fillingy things and um and then the wait list was insane so it, was, it actually forced me private for the first time ever I never had any private healthcare. And I went and paid for a dentist and it was uh, it was funny because the de- dentist was was lovely, had the procedure done. I'm such a wimp. I was like dreading it. Um, and as I get in, he's like, uh, my patients tend to find that the painful thing is the bill. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. You know, I'll be happy if it's just the bill that's painful. And sure enough, the thing itself was fine. And then I saw the bill and I was like, oh, yeah, I get what you mean. <laughs> like this is because this is the thing. Right. It you're in no position to negotiate once you've once you've decided you're going private and you're like, oh, I've got to have this done. It's like that is what it costs and you, you can't kind of go, oh, I can get this done cheaper because you can't. It's just, it's bloody expensive it was i sort of thought it was treating myself (laughs) to to get it done
1: there is sort of a a middle road private option which is what i've taken so obviously like you places are not taking nhs patients like the nhs prices and nhs dentistry may as well not exist anymore it's not a thing so i was like well I i did exactly the same as you i didn't see a dentist for about a decade and i was like things are real bad I need to like one of my teeth was just dead and I knew it was and I was like I've got I've got to get this seen to it like the fear is huge uh and I found a dentist that was doing this kind of middle of the road pricing somewhere between private and NHS dentistry um and it has all the perks of being private and just everything is five to ten pound more expensive than the NHS price which is the scheme of things Isn't much at all. I can always get an appointment when I need it. And actually, you know, instead of paying, I can't remember what the standard sort of NHS price is now. It's what, like, sort of £40 for a checkup, it's £45, which for the perk of it and the quality with respect of the treatment that I get. (laughs) completely different
0: you got free cleaning last time didn't you as a treat yeah yeah (laughs) but like they also
1: use the best technology so that's the other thing about private practice is that you're getting the best dentists using the most cutting edge technology because they can afford it and what they also do I find is more preventative healthcare because I like the NHS puts plasters on things, you know, they treat issues.
0: I mean, it's it's roulette. I'm not sure that's, I'm not sure that's necessarily true of all NHS, but it is a no. roulette. You'll get the people that have been doing it for a long time and will just make sure your teeth don't fall out. Yeah. And the people that are a bit more innovative and thinking like, oh, let's make sure they never fall out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I just, I find there's more, from people that I've spoken to, there's more of that in in private You know, of them going, okay, well, this, I've done a really thorough investigation, and you've got this teeny tiny crack here that in five years' time could become something. So we'll address it now. And there's, you know, that is for what you're paying. I just, I think kind of that option of middle the road. is worth it. I don't know about full private healthcare, but
0: but and you can't you can't ignore as well whatever you think about royals. You cannot ignore the impact that even having these conversations will have in a lot of people's lives. Because I know Charlotte, as of last week, was a huge advocate for shame and bringing back shame. But there are times when shame is more primitive oh, yeah. than it's. Uh, Yeah, and more dangerous than uh, just being a bit honest. I
1: am all in favour of of sort of visibility of these things. Certainly, like, there's things that absolutely should carry no shame, and that's health and sex. (laughs) Just like <laughs> the, the the two categories of things that should have no shame. I think it's cool that the, the king is obviously talking so openly about it. But I must admit, there's part of me that is perpetually amused by the fact that all over the news, like we've spent weeks talking about the inside of the king's arse.
2: Well, but I thought the whole thing is he's not speaking openly about what type of cancer Well, no, has. but like so everything like he, about his
1: prostate and his enlarged prostate... We had weeks yeah.
2: of that. I was getting yeah. updates on my phone about his prostate and I was thinking, I don't know that I need <laughs> to know funny that. funny about like, that. Apple News odd. has got
0: some really weird ideas on what is news <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> Occasionally something will pop up and I'm like, I don't think that's news actually, but uh, <laughs> it's an interesting time, but these conversations for every reason need to be had and it's not very upbeat for us. We are normally a little bit more irreverent in our approach to discussing things, but it felt like... It is the right thing to talk about. And there are, you know, there are various ways of getting levels of private care for things like medical, dental and critical illness. And it's something, you know, it's something to have a conversation with your employer about.
1: Where I'm at with it now, especially after the kind of the events of the last few weeks is, okay, how many aspects of my life can I afford to insure against disaster in?
0: They call them grudge purchases because they're things that you hope you never have to use. And obviously car insurance is a legal requirement because your car having an accident could affect others. So you need a minimum level of cover. So if you run a pedestrian down, or if you run into somebody, they will get some level of compensation for it. But uh, it is interesting at what level can you, you know, try and mandate people to make sure that they've got this cover in place. Because like we said, like you are, you're just one small disaster away from a really hard time financially. I think
2: one thing that I think, I'd love to know is how many of how many insurance policies we hold are actually not valid in in so many cases. So I find this with travel insurance is is well known for it. There are many cases where they will try not to pay you for travel insurance, and it's so clearly against the spirit of why you took out travel insurance, but in the letter of the law. Nobody does. But if you read the entire small print of your policy, they are in the right and you're in the wrong. And we had one recently with our home insurance. We have a very normal home insurance policy. We thought we were being very clever. And um, a bit of our roof blew off in a storm. And it turned out because we hadn't had our roof uh, effectively serviced within the last two years, so like a voluntary check of our roof, our policy was not valid, so they would pay us nothing, and they delighted in telling us that as well, as if it was a normal thing that you do every eighteen months, like have someone come and do a roof check on your roof. So I, I, I wonder how many policies we have that we put in place, and um, as you say, slightly grudgingly, we think this is there for the rainy day. You know, this is there in case we have a disaster. Actually, I wonder how many of them probably don't cover us as, uh, in in cases like that.
0: It's infuriating, though, that, you know, there is an amount of sort of personal accountability in that, in that you'll learn now you will look for that in your next yeah. policy. Yeah, always. But, you know, it is there in the small print. It might be very small, but it is well worth looking at it, because I think a lot of people get caught out for things like flooding. Same yeah. if with our, you know, with car insurance, people think if their car's burned out, they're entitled to a courtesy car. But usually they're not because yeah. because your car comes from the garage that is going to repair your car if your car can't be repaired or it's not there it's been stolen <laughs> there's no one to provide the car for you <laughs> so I think people get caught out all the time we're gonna you know we've got another yet another cold snap we have got yet another <laughs> set of snowstorms and hurricanes with escalatingly far-fetched names <laughs> I think there's yeah. been a vic share but it's, it's coming isn't it <laughs> Anyway, onto more upbeat things. The uh, aggressive consumerism of Valentine's Day. Uh, Paul, have you? Do you celebrate Valentine's Day?
2: Um, we we don't massively, and we never have. So my wife's not particularly into the whole thing. Um, also, her birthday's at the start of the month, so we always do something uh. really nice around this time. In the past, we have done sort of Valentine's things, but just not on the actual day. So it just it never made sense to us. Why would you pay that huge premium? to do it on one specific arbitrary day it's a nice thing to have a reason as a couple to do something right even if it is tacky and commercial it's like it's a nice thing to have something that oh you know a reason for us to go out and have a meal or whatever but it doesn't have to be on the actual day if you think of it that way and then it removes a massive amount of pressure i think from from everything
0: yeah because it's got a bit out of control in a way that pretty much everything had since the advent of social media now it it seems to be a bit more grandstanding and a little bit less having a nice meal together and remembering why you're a couple the more what can i share on social media that shows that my life is better than yours how do Uh, i prove to everyone that i am more in love than them (laughs) See, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I just, I've never really bought into it And like, its it was something that when I was single I used to, I could give you an hour on Why it was ridiculous, why it was a bit misogynist Why you shouldn't need an excuse And if you do, then you shouldn't be in a relationship in the first place And uh, then when I got into a relationship I found I felt the same So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> so It funny. just
0: feels, you know, it is nice If you want to treat it, as you say If you're pragmatic and you want to treat it as a reason To sort of celebrate your love But also if you need an arbitrary reason to be nice to your partner for a day, then maybe think about being single again. I if just, you are the partner, being the recipient of one day of uh, interest and affection, get out. You can leave.
1: Just walk out. You can leave. I think you should be. There should be more you know, space in a relationship because it's it, it is difficult when one person is like, I love Valentine's Day, I think we should we should do something. And the other person's like, this is completely made up and I hate everything about it. Um, But there's no middle ground there because the only compromise of course is for the person who doesn't want to do anything to do something. It never goes the other way, does it? It's not like, you know, you could be like, well, I love it and I hate it. So what we're going to do is you're
0: going to be upset. Like, that's,
1: yeah. that's that's the alternative
0: Every so, year That happened to my friend. my friend My friend made a point of it And just wouldn't even get a card And I was like But you, you're setting yourself up for an argument Every single year Just get the card It's two quid Just get the card Just make a card Just let me get a card Someone recently said
1: the words to me Oh But is that the day you want Of not celebrating Valentine's Day I said, well, you know, I'm not <laughs> going to get a card, but is that the day you want? And I don't want to upset someone, do I?
0: No. Well, I just it's it's one of those things where I just think you can use it as a little jumping-off point as well, because the the fact of the matter is, by virtue of the one day only demands uh, restaurants are gonna be absolutely stuffed full and they'll oh, be yeah. giving you the beer minimum for the most you can ever pay we talked last week about Weatherspoons <laughs> having a valentine's menu that is just their menu items <laughs> yeah. handily put on one <laughs> sheet of paper so <laughs> and that is you know it's people who are panicking and chain chain restaurants are fit they're working out now Ahead of tonight, how they can fit in more miserable tables of people who've left it to the last minute to walk in. But again, there's like, there is a a bit of a benefit to it. Uh, What we saw in January is nobody is going out anymore. So, in terms of what people are spending on, they're spending on takeaways, they're spending on digital streaming, independent restaurants are going under because of this, because they can't afford to charge the cheapest prices. They can't do what sort of Bella Italia does and charge you absolute base rate because they buy in bulk. They are buying for the people that are coming to the restaurant. When big tables cancel, they lose money on the ingredients, their overheads are high, their energy bills are high. If you want your local restaurants to exist and you can afford it and you're going to Wagamama's instead, you might want to think about going somewhere local to try and sort of support these businesses to keep them alive because otherwise we are going to have a whole high street full of pound shops and Greg's. Now, don't get me wrong, I love a Greggs, but love I'd Greg's. love to choose Greggs, not only have Greggs as a choice. <sighs> <So.
1: laughs> the cost though, especially like just the, the, the Valentine's Day premium. But then again, it can cost just as much to be single. It's it's cheaper to be in a couple.
0: Ah, yes. On Valentine's Day, it's expensive to be in a couple, but uh, there are a lot of uh, single person supplements out there that make it a lot harder to be a single person shopping in life. Like even the two together card. Like if you don't have anyone to go yeah. two together with, you're paying 4 price for trains and that. And that's where's, where's the single persons card? <laughs> one income. I just yeah. one income. Need to make my money go a bit further.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely everything. Like You can see why people like so much more than ever before, you know, living with friends and, and kind of platonic partnering in so many ways. Like you've got these sort of best friend pairs of people who act like a couple for all intents and purposes because life is easier and cheaper. You said that about uh, tickets to things.
0: Yeah, like, because I love comedy, so I want to go and see a lot of comedy, and everybody I love doesn't love comedy like I do, and I've used up all Goodwill. So (laughs) occasionally occasionally I will have to go and see comedy on my own. And if there are only, like, if there's only a couple of tickets left, I can't buy a single seat in a lot of places because it leaves the seat on its own. It's like, no, you can't leave... The seat next to you on its own because we're less likely mm-hmm. to sell a single seat so you can't buy a single seat in a lot of sort of concerts theater things and you can't split up seats either so if you want to see like in a specific place but it splits a, a group of four you're not allowed that seat single people are not allowed That's their free mad. choice of venues
2: so I, I would even think that Surely that breaks sort of discrimination rules and laws. I I mean, that doesn't feel at all fair or right. It's
0: a truth that I have lived and experienced. And a single person supplement for things as well. A lot of places like holidays and things are priced based on Mm. uh, two sharing. So you might have to pay a supplement for the very same room. Yeah, single (laughs) occupancy surcharges.
1: (laughs) I tell you what, on a quick note on that, though, if you're going on a, uh, if you're booking from a kind of a group travel setting so one of those sort of package tools um one of those big bundle things Uh, depending on the tour operator that's running it, if you've booked from one of them, sometimes they do have external sharing options. Um, So what you can say is, you know, if there are any other, a lot of people sort of in their 50s do this because they'll go on holiday on their own, uh, you know, single people in their 50s and 60s to like a sports trip or something, and they'll go watch the cricket. You could say to the operator, look, I'm traveling on my own. If there's another person similar age to me, similar mindset, we'll share a twin. I'll get to know them on the trip. Jobs are good and we'll both save the single occupancy surcharge. Um, so, you Ooh, know, That for some sounds people, like a
0: recipe for murder. Well, you,
1: <laughs> they're all on these sort of package things, but you can ask about external sharing options for some people. If you're that way inclined and you're like, oh, I'll make a friend when I go, and it's one of those group settings...
2: Yeah, try and save both of you some money. So one person's make a friend as we go is another person's recipe for murder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> says a lot about... about you can tell which of us has done the
1: backpacking, husband. you know.
0: <laughs> our interactions as humans, yeah. So yeah, Valentine's Day. But if Valentine's Day is in your bag, have you heard of this new consumer shopping opportunity of Galentine's Day? That's the day before Jesus Valentine's Christ. Day. That started as a joke on parks and recreation, but someone saw an opportunity to make money and now... The day before has become, like, celebrate your gal or your pal. Gal stroke Palantines Day. Where so you a just gal Palantines. Celebrate platonic friendship, which just seems like a lot of nonsense. <laughs> and uh, there's, like, single person's awareness day, then falls on the 15th. Check in on the single people in your life. Are <laughs> they okay? Like... Probably
1: not. But, you know, on the 15th of February... They probably are, because all that chocolate's really cheap.
0: So, yeah, so the 15th, you don't need to worry about them. Check in on them on the 21st of February, I reckon. We'll, we'll start our own Single Person's Awareness Day. But if you're willing to wait to November, Singles Day is a slightly more exciting affair. It is uh, one of the globally biggest shopping events Jeez. of the year. <laughs> It is. It happens on eleven eleven because one is the loneliest number, and uh, <laughs> you get. It's not. It started coming to the UK. It started in China, and it became a bit of an unofficial holiday, a little treats day. You know, treat yourself, get a coffee. Small, like businesses started getting involved in it, celebrate Singles' Day with this meal for one, and uh, it st- slowly started creeping in to the UK now. And it, around Black Friday, you also get people starting to uh, to moot. When you're in money saving, but what about Singles Day? So uh, yeah, Singles Day. Wait for it. Mark your calendars. When is Singles Day? Eleven Eleven, which is also handily Remembrance Day. So when people start wearing poppies, get ready to shop. <laughs> Should we do the quick fire round? It's the quick fire round. Right, and <laughs> item number one. It is gonna to be topical, uh, because the fifteenth of March. You must know this already. What happens on the fifteenth of March, Paul?
2: <laughs> not to put me on the spot. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Is it close to Mother's Day? It's like around there, isn't
0: it? I mean, it is. Well done. <laughs> That's not the oh, answer. There is no, there are no nice. points available for this. I just, I just wanted to know if anybody knew it was coming. It's comic <laughs> relief. Would you believe? Feels like it comes around earlier and earlier every time. Uh, I have no idea what it
1: is. The no 15th Ever? Has it always been then? Well, it's the 15th of March, I've just... But
0: like I every know. year, <laughs> like, Has it always
1: been then? Because I, I just... I
0: don't know, I, I think it's it a spring with? thing. It used to be a bigger event than it was when we only had like three channels, didn't it? Mm, yeah. <laughs> like,
2: but yeah. now yeah. we can really, watch like, anything, re- we don't have to yeah. watch
0: that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you can show your uh, support for the Comic Relief Day. There are three different designs this year. Uh, there's a classic red... And one in every 166 is a special limited edition gold nose. (laughs) But they're in blind bags this year, so you don't know which one you're gonna get until you open it. Right. And I've just looked at them and they are absolutely abhorrent. Like they're, (laughs) they're particularly horrible this year. None of that matters. What matters is how much is the nose. (laughs)
2: <laughs> right, but Just one nose.
0: One mystery nose. One boxed up little mystery nose. It has
2: a face, doesn't it?
0: They do have faces, I'm afraid, Charlotte. Hell. Apart from the gold one. The gold one has no face. It, <gasps> it's just gold. Oh, oh, I quite like the sound of the gold. I, I
1: do like the sound of that. Actually, I'm going to say twelve pounds. Feels like a lot.
0: Twelve pounds for a red nose. No, no ten one. pounds. Ten
1: pounds. Ten pounds
0: okay. for a red nose. For one, oh, one plastic red nose. Yeah. Okay. I feel that's quite. Sure. I feel that's
2: quite a lot. I'm going to go four pounds.
0: Four pounds. Okay. So we've got ten to twelve pounds versus four pounds. Actually, then the bargain price of two pounds, Charlotte, for two for pounds? ten pounds, you could get, you could get all potentially get all of the noses if the cards fall well, and you get a different one in each bag.
2: They're just two pounds.
0: Well, they're not worth more than two pounds, are they?
2: <laughs> oh no, but that's that suggests to me they've basically capped the price of it then over the years because I reckon I they were like... about that when when we were kids quality like, wise
0: oh they used to be awful they used to be like it used to be that really pinchy plastic that it hurt to have well, on yeah, your well yeah because I, I want
1: a foam yep
0: yeah yeah <laughs> Quality has definitely been a problem. But uh, yeah, £2. So uh, get your noses. Or or don't bother. As uh, many people haven't bothered, because just out of interest, I had a look to see how much Red Nose Day actually makes. And it peaked in 2011 with 108.4 million. And uh, last year it was uh, 32 million. (laughs) so
1: people are thoroughly over it
0: it's yeah it's reducing at a rapid rate every year i feel like it is maybe time to just sack that off now and and try something else the next lot on the quick fire round is a witchcraft starter kit we are back to amazon and we want to (laughs) know how much to get yourself started In the occult. Now, here's what you get. It's an all-in-one kit. It's marked as an all-in-one kit. Unbox this combo set loaded witchcraft supplies and spiritual decor items to make a little magic happen. Inside, you'll discover 12 individually and thoroughly sealed dried herb packages, 12 mini gemstone sealed bottles, and 12 coloured candles. All the Wiccan altar supplies, hippie room decor items that you need to manifest your wishes, and hippie gothic moon room decor. It ends with Except the hassle. They're
1: gaming those buzzwords, aren't they? I think AI wrote this. And they well, are except, absolutely gaming
0: accept, it, aren't they? Like not let it into except. Your life. Except the hassle. So I think it's like everything you could possibly need to manifest, except all the hassle of getting it together.
2: And the hassle of being a witch, which usually resulted in your death. I There's suppose. Some-
0: Real liberties have been taken with punctuation in this uh, blurb. Yeah, it's everything you need. It just sounds like they're appealing to
1: everyone somehow.
0: Everything you need to start cursing. (laughs) I mean, that
1: is compelling. Start
0: hexing your enemies. How much would you pay for this box of utter nonsense? It does sound like (laughs)
1: absolute shit. Hippie room decor.
0: (laughs) Like £15? Okay, fifteen pounds. Any advance on fifteen? But like, or it's low, just Paul? some
1: stones, isn't it? Like...
0: <laughs> uh, no, it's twelve individually and thoroughly sealed dried herb packages. Were you not listening? Twelve mini gemstones sealed in bottles and and twelve coloured candles.
2: I mean, just for the amount of stuff, I'm going to go thirty. But that's just—I <laughs> know that is being very generous. The amount of. Hat is in there, but
0: everything you yeah. need, Paul. What more? You know, I'm, sticking, I'm sticking at 30. <laughs> <laughs> You're
2: not getting me up above 30 just because it's everything I need. Oh God.
0: <laughs> so yeah, this is available. I'm, I'm going to click through and look at, at the quality. <laughs> oh, it's awful. Oh, it's really awful. I don't even like the fonts that they've used. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> this will set you back. Witchcraft supplies a cool fifty-eight pounds and seventy-two. Fifty-eight
1: pounds. Oh my god! Madness. Send a link.
0: It's point Paul, uh, but no, it's one of those where nobody wins. <laughs> fifty-eight. I just, pounds. I thought there's
1: no way for some some gemstones, some little rocks, and some herbs they could charge that amount. But the kind of people who do witchcraft, I think, are probably also the kind of people who would get mugged off. I
0: don't. No, because it doesn't feel very special, does it? Ultimately, things are worth what you're willing to pay for them. But this looks a bit basic. I feel like the average person who takes witching seriously would want to source their own ingredients.
1: I'm going to be honest I, I fully believe that You know There is a cultural and Religious element to this It's not that kit
0: No They've also spelt word <laughs> Beginner wrong As well And for that reason I'm <laughs> oh, god. Uh... oh god Oh <laughs> <laughs> god Alright It's 2-0 to Paul We've got one more item And it is On a well, We've we've kept to a bit Of a theme here It is a Spooks and Spirits book But there's a twist He's back again. <laughs> oh, no. no. There's no way. <laughs> oh, no, can't there's be. no way. He can't be. Wow. The man who brought you music-related walking tours of London and blues guitar lessons has yet more ways to sell. Yes, it's polymath John Ellis again, and this time it's his book, Spooks and Spirits. Though it's not clearly stated it is a fiction book because it's about ghosts. Now, here comes the blurb. Everyone loves a good ghost story. That feeling of a chill crawling up your spine as you and your friends sit around a campfire or in a dark house telling stories of what once was and what has never been. This is true also for the Messer family who, over the years, have collected their fair share of ghostly tales. How much Spooks and Spirits, the paperback version, on Amazon? How much free time has he got?
2: Could it be self-published by any chance?
0: (laughs) I couldn't possibly say. I'm I'm going to Oh my God. I would suspect, based on the quality of the cover, Yes. It is right. probably I'm, I'm going to say 11.99. dollars
2: 99 Oh, that'd be, that's a strong guess. My favourite yeah. thing
0: about this is that they've uh, linked this to John Ellis, our John Ellis, purveyor of the rock and roll stroll and the blues lessons. But it's actually a completely different John Ellis if you look on the back. Oh, no. It's just, <laughs> it's just some oh, uh, Amazon <laughs> would have you believe it is the John no. Ellis. Oh, no. But I'm afraid it's a different one. It's a different John. Uh,
2: oh, no. This is like the time I got that. Royalties check for the more successful Paul Watson, and then had to pay it back. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to go. I think you're. I think it's a really strong guess. I'm going to go twelve ninety nine. I okay. think it's maybe a little bit more because of the John Ellis. You know the the, the kudos you get for a John Ellis book. Oh,
0: you've kept it close. You've kept it close. But who's the winner? Let's check the document. I fell down a rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. John Ellis is <laughs> amazing. <laughs> I thought you were denied. Hey, hey, I, I I hey hello. at was but just looking at John. Like, but I who's won but, but who's won but we we, we must a know i've got university page trying to find out a little bit more no it's Jesus. eleven pound you can oh. expect to pay for the oh, not was... not our john ellis john ellis's spooks and spirits book
2: so that is charlotte that that's a strong guess Two won. Were, what, within we... 60p of that Whoa.
1: i mean you've still won you still won the day pool but i, I yeah. am quite proud of that guess
2: that's no, a great guess now, that'll be in. that our like highlights. God, we are so of, good know, at this. Some aren't of we? the greatest quick. I'm just going to
0: start talking about how
1: good we are again because it really winds Vix up.
0: <laughs> we really we, we nearly... gave you that is low hanging fruit. I'm sorry, books are low hanging fruit. That is a gift to you, that is. <laughs> it's like, absolutely unacceptable. But, yeah, that was uh, Valentine's Day false economy, suitably romantic at every single point in the episode. Uh, thank you, listeners, for listening. Uh, thank you, Paul, for being here. Thank you. Space for you to, you know, thank.
2: Me oh no, I, I thought we're doing this really neat <laughs> outro.
0: <note trays. laughs> hundreds um, of episodes. I'm thanking you people all the time. And you, shit is my thanks. Thank you, uh, thank
1: you for hosting the episode this week, Vix. It's been a real joy.
0: Thanks, Charlotte. No one says thank you to me. And so I, I thank you every to everyone. Every week I read the words that are written down for me where I thank everyone for coming and everyone for listening. Uh, but. Uh, no one else about me? I'm so sorry. On this Valentine's Day, I I, I do feel loved now. So thanks for that. A completely unprompted thanks.
1: Like for some couples <laughs> that it's the one day of the year that they, you know, really appreciate one another. It's the one day of the year where we thank you for your part in the podcast. Ooh, I like that. It's like
0: Podcast Host Appreciation Day, 14th of February, 2025. We're, we're gonna, <laughs> this is the inaugural yeah. one, but next year I expect <laughs> it to be much bigger. I want a card. But uh, yeah, <laughs> Listeners, if you have enjoyed this, please rate and review it. And if you didn't enjoy it, you have 30 days to return this podcast for a full refund. Terms and conditions apply and your statutory rights are not affected. We'll talk to you again next week.